Where was Nicole on the day of the murder? Man, I wonder what happened to her. I always liked her. She was probably the only truly good counselor we picked, as much as I hate to say that. Wait, but, but don't tell people I said that. You can edit that out, right? Anyway, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Nicole. Day three, day three. Yeah, that was the day some dumbass freshman was running across the road to Copeland, tripped on a rock, and sprained his wrist or something like that. Nicole was with him all afternoon. She brought him to the infirmary and then stayed with him so he wouldn't feel left out. We asked him to check on people in the infirmary every now and then. She kind of went overkill. Probably spent more time in there than she should have. But her intentions were in the right place. Just to be extra careful, I made some phone calls. And Lakeview Methodist Conference Center does have paperwork on file regarding Brandon Connolly's broken wrist. That was me talking to Mason again. If you recall, Mason blew up when I asked him about the murder last time. But we settled our dispute. Hey, Maria. Uh, it's me, Mason. Look, I'm sorry for blowing up the other day. I got pretty mad and maybe I shouldn't have. We just try not to think about Jake, you know? It's pretty messed up. I've just tried to push it out of my head. But I... I, I appreciate what you're doing, though. Maybe you cross the line sometimes, but I know you're doing it for a good reason. I hope you find your answer. Okay, so if Nicole couldn't have done it, then who could have? We're back at square one now. Mason, run me through the whole day of camp. If we have to start all over, maybe this could give us a new lead. All right. Well, co-chairs have to get up before everyone else. Soon the other counselors got up and met us for our morning meeting. Nothing was really different about that morning. Not that I noticed anyways. And so at that point, I guess... No, at that point we left lunch and went to Copeland. I think the library presentation was next. That's when Brandon fell and hurt his wrist. And like I said, Nicole went with him to the infirmary. Man, that was a pain in my ass the whole so Afterwards, around that, it was free time. So everyone was scattered everywhere. Intramurals were going on. People were playing ping pong in the aquarium. Stuff like that. I was running back and forth because for a while, it seemed like they were going to cancel outdoor activities. It was just so freaking hot that day. Actually, that was... That was the last time I saw Jake. He asked for a drink after intramurals since he lost his water bottle. Mine was filled with iceberry blue from lunch, but I think he would have been happy to drink anything at that point. Wait, 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 wait. You gave Jake your water bottle? Yeah. He was dehydrated and lost his. The kid downed the whole thing. And after intramurals, everyone went to dinner, right? Yeah, and that's when... That's when it happened. So if he had walked in and picked up his food, he wouldn't have consumed anything between that water bottle and when he collapsed? Yeah, probably. Mason, where did you get that bottle? What was in it? It was my personal bottle. I mean, all of our fish camp bottles are identical, but this is the one I filled up with iceberry blue during lunch. I was about to drink it because I was thirsty AF too, but Jake was lightheaded. He really wasn't looking so hot. So you had this bottle of Iceberry Blue, and you gave it to Jake McElroy after intramurals. He downs it, and minutes later, he subsequently collapses? 
having been poisoned. I, I mean, Mason, your bottle of iceberry blue was poisoned. But instead of you drinking it, Jake drank it. And that means... That means the poison was in my bottle. For me to drink. Mason, Jake wasn't the intended victim. You were. Davenport, and you're listening to Late View, a five-part series where I attempt to understand the attempted murder of Mason Whitaker, a co-chair at Texas A&M's Fish Camp. I thought Nicole's proven alibi had dismantled all of my work so far. But this new discovery crumbled everything I thought I knew into the dust. This time, we were truly at square one. Here's what we know. The freshman was poisoned, but it was Mason's water bottle that had the poison, which means that it's likely that Mason was the one who was supposed to die. At some point in the transition time between another Copeland presentation and intramurals, someone, the murderer, found Mason's water bottle, unattended, and poisoned it. After that bombshell of an interview, Mason needed some time to take everything in, but we met again and he explained more details. He left his water bottle in the lime room during the Session F yell-off, a competition between the different camps over who has the loudest and most creative yell. Of course, this new development led to the most obvious question. Who would want Mason dead? I thought Mason's friends would be a good place to start. Mason is an Aggie Summit Brotherhood, so I met with a few of the guys who knew him from that organization. First up, I met with Kyle Espinoza. If you remember, I met Kyle at the fish camp party. They're close friends, so I figured Kyle would be a good start if I wanted to learn a little bit more about Mason. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Howdy, my name is Kyle Espinoza. I'm a senior. I'm in Aggie Summit Brotherhood. I'm in Z1, Zebra Company in the Corps. What else? I'm technically the PR officer for brigade staff, but that's why I have a sergeant to do that. Uh, Yeah, that's about it. How do you know Mason? We joined Summit together sophomore year. Been buddies ever since, really. What does he do? Like, how does he spend his time? Well, he does stuff with Summit. He likes to go out to Shiner Park. No, what is that place called now? Um, Oh, yeah. The Station Saloon. He's busy with fish camp stuff, obviously. We get half-price margs on Monday so I can miss training time and formation. He goes to WCL a lot, but mostly to socialize, I think. Hmm, what else? I think some- Kyle was helpful, but I needed to talk to some people other than Mason's best friend. People that know him, but aren't scared to throw him under the bus if need be. I decided to ask around to his wider friend circle within the men's organization to find out more. Can you tell me a little bit about Mason Whitaker? Oh, oh man. Mason, that guy's a dick. I mean, funny as hell, though. That guy is a total dick. Dude, what a guy. I'll never forget the time he had his entire ring dunk on the roof. Not just the dunkers, the whole damn party. Crazy. What a dick. Oh, such a nice guy. One time he gave me a ride back to Cyprus with my car. 
Oh, Mason Whitaker? Yeah, kind of a dick sometimes, but we're cool. He can be a real dick sometimes, but we love him anyway. That dick still hasn't paid dues, but his dad owns a distributor, so he can always get his kegs. Fair trade, I guess? Mason is uh, kind of hard to sum up in one word. Kind of a dick, I guess, but the funny kind. <laughs> like, one time his girlfriend almost broke up with him, and he cried for like a whole day. <laughs> Embarrassing, right? Make sure that gets into your show or whatever. Girlfriend? Yeah, Olivia. Uh, Landry. They're back together, though. Is this on? Should I start? Uh, yeah. Okay, howdy. Uh, I'm Olivia Landry. Yep. What's your relationship with Mason Whitaker? I'm his girlfriend. Going on two years, more or less. Are you in fish camp? I went my freshman year, but I've never been involved in it, really. Other than some parties that Mason's dragged me to. They're kind of weird, but it's not bad. Do you know anyone who would want to hurt Mason? Anyone that has a grudge? Um, no. I mean, he's funny and confident, and that intimidates people. But I don't know anyone who would want to hurt him. What's this about? Olivia, it's important that you answer the question. I, I am answering the question. I don't know anyone who'd want to hurt him. Okay, uh, well, this is going to be hard to hear, but in the process of my investigation, it's come to light that this whole murder thing isn't quite what we thought it was. We've discovered that the intended victim of the fish camp murder was not Jacob McElroy. The intended victim was your boyfriend, Mason. What? What the f***? Really? But how, how could someone... He doesn't have any enemies, though. So, I mean, I don't know. Olivia, I need you to be honest with me. If there is anything about Mason that could cause someone to want to hurt him, any secrets or anything from his past, now is the time to tell me. We need to solve this. So, there is this one thing. Next time on Lakeview. And then one day, I, I just couldn't cry anymore. I looked at myself in the mirror and thought, who am I? This wasn't my fault. You know what, Maria? Sure, I cared. I still do. Sure, if this punished her, then all the better. When I started this, coming to a definite conclusion seemed so easy. But in the end, it wasn't. Despite all that I've uncovered, we may never know what really happened to Jake that August afternoon at Lakeview. Lakeview is written and produced by The Mugdown, Texas A&M's finest source of news. We are on Twitter at Mugdown, Facebook at facebook.com mugdown, Instagram at The Mugdown, and we publish our normal daily content at mugdown.com. If you are enjoying Lakeview, please take a moment to share the show with someone in your life. Drop it in a group me, a quick text, or on social media. We'd really appreciate it. Theme music was recorded by Blue Dot Sessions. 
For a full list of the cast, visit mugdown.com slash lakeview. Lakeview is a work of fiction, and any names or likenesses depicted in this show are completely coincidental. 